Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Seminole Rap Podcast, uh, your, again, four-game winning streak edition. Florida State crushes Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns. Uh, I'm John Marchant, filling in for Brian, and we have Max Escarpio. Max, how you doing? Happy to be here for another Victory Sunday. There you go. So uh, Florida State's won four games in a row, right? They, they win three, or they win four, I'm sorry, they dropped three in a row and now they've won four in a row again they sit at eight and three their best record since i can't remember when 2016 maybe 2017 i can't remember they're good they're fun they're explosive um what are your thoughts so far max on on uh both the raging cajuns game and on season i think one of the best parts is is that we can't find aside from from i guess not being elite like a like a receiving room or the o-line room we can't find a glaring weakness. Like we can't just put the, the team on the field and say, as long as, as long as this doesn't just mess up because everyone has been extremely consistent in these past four games. And obviously you've seen it with the, with the dominance we've seen in the scoreboard. So just them getting on the field and being able to just every position group produce has been incredible to see. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, the only weakness I think I could really, besides their their health, right, which you know took a dip, kind of right in the toughest part of the schedule, fortunately, is is really their, their red zone issues. They had some red zone issues. They were excellent or even elite between the twenty yard lines, but they had some trouble uh, scoring in the red zone. But that doesn't seem to be too much of the case anymore. Although I will say, playing Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, and uh, Louisiana, you know, doesn't hurt. 
Um, I think Louisiana had a, had a decent defense, right, for the, for the level that they were. Obviously, their head coach um, from last season, Billy Napier, is now the head coach of Florida, who Florida State uh, will play next weekend for rivalry week, obviously, at Thanksgiving. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Florida themselves lost to Vanderbilt. You got any thoughts about that? I guess that just puts a smile on my face. I, I was looking at that <laughs> score the whole got, the whole time I was checking that score more than I was checking the, the Florida State score. I mean, it's just I, I remember looking at Florida's schedule and seeing how it plays out coming into Florida State, and I saw that they had the, the Vandy game. So in my head, I'm thinking they're going to be confident after a win against Vandy. They're going to everyone's going to be clicking because they had that big win against a team like Vanderbilt. Obviously it didn't happen. I don't know how much that hurts them because they, they need a win or they're more desperate right now, but they're definitely a team down in despair right now. Right. And so, I mean, coming in this game, right, I guess Florida state is now opened as about a 10 point favorite. I think I was on DraftKings, a 10 point favorite over the Gators, right. In Doak Campbell, um, Florida State has outscored the last four opponents. I believe it's 173 to 39, right? And uh, most of Louisiana's 17 points, they, you know, FSU won 49-17. Most of those came in the second half where Florida State was resting their starters. So, um, and I, I saw a couple people tweet, you know, between, between some of the beat writers of Florida State, um, you know, they tweet some things out. They say, uh, I'm just going to rattle a couple of things off you, right? Number one, uh, Jordan Travis has been the most efficient quarterback in the country, the entire country, over the last month, right? Um, uh, Florida State's defense is extremely well-rested because they all these last four games have been blowouts. Uh, they haven't played that many snaps, right? The backups are getting a ton of burn, which is fantastic. We're starting to hopefully, you know, those reps, they always seem to pay off. Uh, down the road, you know, get that, that, that development again that we hadn't seen since the Jimbo Fisher era. Um, that's all back. Uh, I was personally, I'll just write off a few things too. I, I love the uh, um, Marqueston Douglas's touchdown in the end zone, right? He has pretty crazy body control for a guy who's like 6'5, 270, right? Mini, uh, like super jumbo tight end slash mini offensive tackle kind of size. Um, you know, kind of moving his body around and catching the ball away from his body. That's crazy stuff for a guy who weighs 270. So I'm real excited about his, his development. Obviously, you saw Treshawn Ward back. That was fun. Um, so I, I agree with everything that you said, man. Mike Norvell and this staff have Florida State rolling right now. Do you take anything from – because I saw – walking out the stadium, obviously Florida State played a dominant game even, the, even in the second half where Louisiana put points on the board, but people were kind of – I wouldn't say mad, but disappointed that they were able to put 17. Do you take anything away from that being that Florida state had so many of their, their backups in there? No, I don't. Um, you know, because, because the raging Cajuns kept their starters in, right? Yeah. So to me, I don't care the, the, the reps and the experience for the backups and the younger kids is way more valuable than however many points. It literally does not matter how many points. Uh, Louisiana could scored another touchdown and it'd be 49-24. I, I don't care personally. Um, uh, more reps for those kids, the better. You know, there's all it's teaching tape, right? For them, it's, it's for them to learn, you know, feel the, the game speed in, in a real snap. Um, I thought that was excellent. I, the score to me did not matter at all. Couldn't care. Yes. And, and for the start, for the starter sitting, we spoke to Robert, Scott after the game and he said he said that this is the first time that he's been able to sit down and kind of chill out and like look <laughs> around the bench he said that that's the first time he's been able to do that in his collegiate career 
So that, that was pretty, <laughs> it, that shows where the program was at and where it's at right now. But how important do you think it is that they've gotten to, to sit down so much and the, I guess, third string and even fourth string players are getting burned later in the season? I think it's critical, man. Again, not just for now or even going into the, to the Florida Gator game next week, but for the future, right? It, and, and any level you can think about, it, I think it's amazing. Um, it's what you want. And I, again, I, was, I think I said this on the pod uh, last week uh, with Brian was, um, you know, we were watching the Syracuse game a couple of weeks ago and we were talking to each other about how amazing it is for a game to be boring in the second half, right? A Florida State game to be boring in the second half. That's what you want. You want to be up by 50 points and you get to relax. It's not stressful um, and see these younger kids. So I think it's critically important. Uh, I, I'm a big believer that in the NFL, right? Uh, again, talent does mean quite a bit. You know, coaching obviously matters, uh, but talent means quite a bit. And you, you can have the most talented team, right? But at the end of a very long season, sometimes the best teams are the ones that are just the healthiest, right? And Florida State is healthy. And when you can rest some of your stars, like I don't think Johnny Wilson played that much, right? There was rumors that, you know, maybe some kind of sickness was going around the team, whether it's a flu or, or whatever. Um, but he barely played. Uh, that's fine, right? Be healthy. That's the most important thing. That's how you get to be so good in uh, late December, um, or I should say middle of late December into the bowl season. So how do you think that that puts them? I, I mean, Florida's coming off that Vandy loss. Where do you think that puts them? Obviously, they're favorites right now to where do you think that should be? They have their foot on the gas. They, they need to dominate this Florida team or they need to they need to, what is the Florida game looking like? Is it, is it going to be competitive? What's that Florida game looking like with the starters being so healthy right now? You never know, uh, rivalry games. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, thank you here. I think, I think we both agree that it can be a dominant game, that it can be kind of Florida State just putting up the score again like we've seen so many times throughout recent weeks. But just like we saw in the Miami game, I, I saw I spoke with Brian about it in the Miami game. We talked about Miami not being so great, but then it being an in-state rivalry game, it being that that um, state championship. So it might be closer than than you think it's going to happen. Do you think they're going to be playing with their food, or do you think they're going to have a dominant performance like we've seen throughout these recent weeks? Um, I don't expect them to because of the talent and makeup of this team. Sorry, I had a frog in my throat. Um, I don't expect them to to kind of like, um, again, I keep going back to everything that Norvell says after every single week where he talks about um, them only playing and competing against themselves, right? They don't worry about the other team. They don't worry about the opponent. It doesn't matter. What matters is only themselves, right, and how they play um, with what they're capable of playing. And that's really work, right? This team has really absorbed that message. And, and again, we talked for years about how the culture of this program was bad. And that's not the case anymore, right? These kids seem to be unselfish. Um, and, and, and they've taken really what he said to heart and they bought in fully. So putting it all together for me, in my opinion, if, it's very weird. There have been times this season where Anthony Richardson, you know, Florida Gators quarterback has refused to run the ball, right? Uh, he had some kind of draft hype earlier this year, uh, even coming into the year uh, from last season. 
I never really saw it personally. I know he did flash a couple of times, but I never really saw like a real, you know, potential there yet. Um, but so he's, he's still the kind of quarterback at the college level who needs to run the ball, right? He's a ridiculous athlete. His, his passing level is not quite as advanced, right? It's like say Jordan Travis. Um, so Richardson still needs to run, but needs to run. But at some points this year, actually most of the year, he's just refused to run. And that was something I was really watching when I was watching um, the Vanderbilt game that they, that they just lost was I kept waiting for him to like take off. And he did a couple of times at the end of the game, but it was just too little too late. Right. And he just seems to have this refusal to run. So my opinion is that if Richardson does not run, and I think a couple of the guys at Tom nation share this opinion, Florida has pretty much no, no chance, right? He's too good of an athlete. He's too explosive for him to just, when you run in zone read, he wasn't keeping it the whole first half against Vanderbilt. And I don't know why it's inexplicable unless he just refuses to do it. Uh, so I don't know what the issue is. It's not like you get against Vandy. You have really anything left to lose, right? You're not going to win the SEC or anything like that. So I don't know what the deal is. I, I'm not going to speculate further than that. I'm just going to say that they need him to run if they want to have a chance to beat Florida state. Um, and who knows, maybe he comes out and they that's their whole game plan. I don't know. Uh, you know, but Florida's defense has been vulnerable all season long and their best defensive player, Ventral Miller got ejected for targeting in the second half against Vanderbilt. So he will miss the first half. Um, and, you know, Vanderbilt had success running the ball against Florida for pretty much the entire game. So I expect Florida state to, again, what is it? What is it max six games in a row now they've rushed for 200 yards. I think so. Yeah, so I'm expecting it to be seven. I don't see any reason on this earth why they won't hit 200 yards rushing against Florida. Yeah, I've seen that Florida team. I've, I think I've seen them twice. I saw them earlier in the season. Didn't pay much too much attention to them later on. But I, that Ventro, that Ventro Miller like loss that they have in the first. I mean, maybe it's just to me. Maybe I'm just thinking this because I've seen them and I've seen what he can do. He's nothing crazy that you see that just like just jumps out or has like these amazing stats, but he's a very good tackler that I think is going to hurt them a lot. That's not on the field. And you talked about, you talked about Anthony Richardson rushing the ball. I guess that's what you think is the X factor because they have, they have a couple good running backs too. I guess that's what you think is X factor to Florida state, either dominating the game or just outright winning the game. Is that, does that mean that that Florida state's most important factor on the defensive end was going to be their defensive line? Um, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. It might be, I don't know. See, you could try to spy Richardson if in fact they do commit to him running the ball uh, next Friday night. You could spy him, but I don't, I don't know that Florida State really has an athlete at, I think, that can keep up with him. I think a, a player that would spy him would probably be Kalen Deloach. Probably, but Deloach still had issues when he spied Malik Cunningham, right? Yeah. So uh, Again, I don't think you have that kind of freak like a Jalen Ramsey or Derwin James that would be able to actually spy uh, Richardson effectively if he does run. So let's let's say if he does decide like they're going to commit to that kind of gameplay, right? You just do the best you can. I think you you I mean you might even be able to force him to. Yes, you're going to need Lovett and Cooper to play a games. Um, this is obviously the last regular season game. Uh, I think they both are gone right after this season. So. Hopefully they kind of want to show out right against the athletic quarterback and, and kind of keep Richardson in the pocket. That's what you want him to do. Uh, I, again, I was not impressed with Richardson's passing, especially in late in the game with the game on the line. Um, 
you know, he airmailed a couple of throws. It was kind of ridiculous. I think he overthrew his receiver by like six, seven yards on fourth down. And then after the refs engineer them, their own free play at the end of the game. I'm sorry, I cannot pass without mentioning this. The refs just give Florida an extra play that they're not supposed to have, right? The, the guy catches the ball. It's not a first down. He's inbounds. The ref even signals that he's inbounds, and yet they just stop the clock with two seconds left until Florida snaps the ball. It's your last play of the game. You have to score a touchdown and win this game. And Richardson throws it 15 yards out of the back of the end zone, right? And that, that's after he threw his overthrew his receiver on fourth down uh, the previous drive. So I don't know. Again, this is a rivalry game. This is Florida State. You're going to get a Florida's A game. So he's probably going to come out looking like a world beater Heisman candidate or something. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think what's important is this, what's in, what's been so vital for Florida State to just have that. It doesn't need to be the, the first drive score, but just make sure you have a good first quarter. Make sure that you you show that offensive line that you're going against and they have a good offensive line. Florida does. So make sure that, that those guys like Fabian, those guys like verse just attack Anthony Richardson right off the bat. And then the offense can have a flow right in the first quarter. You don't need, obviously we want to put those points on the board. You don't need to just, just come out the gate with seven points, but if your offense can start flowing in the first quarter, like we've seen, obviously they haven't, I mean, they've played Louisiana, they've played Georgia tech, they've played teams like that. But if they can put points on the board early, there's not many teams that can that can keep up. And I don't think Florida is one of them. I, I 100% agree with that. I really do. I, I think this Florida State team is built to get up on a team's early. It kind of makes them quit. That's what happened in the Miami game. Um, you know, if they could do that with Florida, that would be fantastic. I'm not sure that we're going to see this Florida team quit, though. I'll, you never know. They might. Like Florida State's up 28-3 to three at halftime. Maybe, you know, Florida doesn't doesn't try so hard in the second half. Uh, but I also want to point out, I do think because they're so explosive, this Florida State team is also built to come back, right? Um, they can still pound you and, and hit explosives on the ground, and they can pop you over the top with, you know, Wilson or McLean or anybody. So, uh, um, Poitier, it, they're, I mean, they're stacked. This is, in my opinion, a top 10 at worst offense in the country, and this defense is legit. They're at worst maybe top 40 on on a good day. They, they could be top 20. Um but their, their offense, man, is just unbelievable right now. And I just – I don't see Florida somehow becoming someone that they haven't been all season. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, at least from what I was going to think of earlier in the season or even preseason, I didn't think of going Florida State, Florida game. I'm thinking my offense is – Florida State's offense is just explosive. Florida State's offense is, is way better. 
they're not even thinking of Anthony Richardson. They're thinking more of Anthony Richardson, like in, in the run game. I didn't even think of that preseason. I mean, maybe some other people did, but yeah, this offense has taken strides that I just, I don't have many words for because there's so many jabs they can take with players like Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, and yeah, the Florida State's offense is one of the best in the nation. Yeah, they're, they're, and they've gotten better. They really have. They've gotten better, especially over the last month, in my opinion. So I, I'm real, real excited to, to see what this game, I, I, I expect Florida State to win. I think that they should win. Ten points kind of sounds right to me. Uh, I don't know what Vegas has a spread at. If I were to maybe make a game prediction, I, I'll ask yours in a second. I'd probably go with something like maybe 33 or something to, to uh, 20, something like that. I think they'd probably cover a 10-point spread. What do you think? I'm just throwing something off the bat right here, but if I were to guess, I'd probably say something like 36 to 24. I think Florida makes a little bit of a run later on in the second half. I, I mean, they have nothing – first, they have nothing to lose, but second, they, they don't have much to play for. Are they still fighting for that for that bowl? Are they still fighting? No, no, no. They're, they're going to make a bowl game. So I Yeah, think so they, they don't have much to fight for because they're already there. So, I mean, you have that, but first it's going to be up by two touchdowns in the second half. So we'll see what that Florida, Florida team does. Yeah, the big thing, too, is that you get them at home in Tallahassee uh, in Doak to finish your season. So I, I think it breaks really the right way uh, for Florida State here. And, I, again, I expect it to kind of take, you know, take care of business. Um, yeah, like they have for the last. We talked after the bye, and we talked about just being so happy with a four and one record after that bye, and then we thought maybe maybe Syracuse gives you difficulties, maybe Florida gives you a problem, maybe Miami just somehow goes does something at uh, on the road. That hasn't happened. We don't see it happening against Florida. We just don't see a, a bump in the road right now for a hot team like Florida state because so many things are hitting for them. Right. I agree with that. So, I mean, since, since October 29th, the Georgia tech game coming off that by uh, Florida state's the fewest points if they scored was 38 against Syracuse. So I, I'd probably say that Florida maybe holds them to a little <laughs> bit less than that, but maybe they don't. Again, Florida, Florida state hasn't been a world beaters this year. So I, I how do you think it changes from since they've played those? Because a lot of people like to say those SEC teams are are different or they play better talent. How do you think that comes into play when they play a, a Florida State and when they play an ACC team? Um, I mean, Florida State's beaten the SEC West champion, right? So I, it's crazy, man. I, I what Florida State's ranked 16th, right, in the coaches poll and the Associated Press poll. I think they're better than the 16th team in the country, man. I, I The way that Florida State's playing right now, and I know the competition hasn't been as great, I would say that there are not 10 teams better than Florida State right now. I really don't think so. And, again, they beat the numbers five, right? What is LSU now? Are they five? Um, they're at worst six like they were coming into last weekend. So and wh whatever the case is, they beat the SEC West champion. Um, even if LSU ends up falling to Georgia, I don't think Florida State would beat Georgia. I probably, even though the uh, Ohio State struggled struggle with Maryland over the weekend, I do not think Florida State would probably beat uh, would probably beat Ohio State. Um, but other than those two, they probably compete or you know with pretty much anyone. Uh, I, again, I think the real issue for Florida State is the depth, right? They don't have that same. 
55 to 60% blue chip that kind of goes all the way through the whole roster. Again, when we saw some of your best players go out in the middle of the season, that's when Florida State struggle the most. Again, this team over the last month, man, there, I, again, I cannot find 10 better teams. Yeah. I think this is because, because this was probably labeled a Louisiana kind of, kind of post-game talk and then Florida pre we don't have much to say against Louisiana. It's kind of what we've seen the past four weeks of Florida state's been absolutely dominant. The other teams haven't been able to do basically anything against them. Just players coming up like, like Jamie Robinson, like Jordan Travis. So we're looking at that Florida game. I guess both of us are looking at a, a win for Florida state. What are you looking at after that game? Do you want, I mean, obviously you want the 10 win season, but do you want one of those high competitors or, or you want that for sure fire win that's, that's, that's going to play a, a kind of lower level team. I mean, it would be nice to finish the season with 10 wins. Absolutely. But uh, there is a scenario that has unfolded, right? Where Florida state could backdoor their way into the orange bowl. If it breaks everything, you know, because Tennessee lost to South Carolina, if everything breaks correctly uh, for Florida state, you're looking at Clemson, maybe making the 14 playoff. Right. And then if Clemson beats, uh, you know, that, that assumes that Clemson would beat North Carolina in the ACC championship game. You know, you might have, right. Is that the way, or is the North Carolina have to win? Whatever. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson goes to the playoff. They beat North Carolina, uh, in the ACC championship game. I think the way that the seating and rankings would work, I think Florida state may end up being in the orange bowl. That's what I want. If you could end somehow where you go five and seven last season, I myself will, t- we'll get about this after the Florida game, but my, myself and predicted seven and five, and then you somehow win nine games in the regular season and make it to the Orange Bowl. That's, I mean, that's almost a dream season. That's just a flip that you couldn't even, you didn't even imagine. No, there's, there's no chance to for the season. Because what's the other two is uh, Florida State clinched second place in the Atlantic, right? Behind Clemson. So this has already been an absolute fun season. And I think that would be the perfect way to end it. Do you think that Clemson has the resume to do that though? Because they've played a lot of close games this season. Uh, I don't, I mean, I think Clemson is a good solid team. They're not an elite team this year. Like they have been. Um, you think they have the the resume to, to get selected? They might. It depends. I mean, it hurts our case that TCU won on that insane kick uh, at the end of their game to beat Baylor. So, I mean, if TCU had lost, it would have been a lot easier for Clemson to get in, but I still think they can get in. I don't think Clemson would win. The, I don't think this team, that team is good enough to win the national <laughs> title. Um, but again, them them getting in only helps Florida State at this point. Okay, so they don't get in. Florida State doesn't play in the Orange Bowl. What are you looking next? I honestly, after that, I don't know what particular what particular games they could play. I think a lot of matchups would be fun. Um, I know there's there's been some that's like the the Gator Bowl, the Duke's Mayo that a lot of people don't want to play in. I know that there's a cheese at bull. There's a, I think it's like the, the Gasparilla or which one's the one played in, in Yankee stadium. Uh, oh, I don't know. The one played in Yankee stadium. And then the, there's another one in San Diego that I think they had played probably t- a team like, like Utah or something like that. So they'd be playing a pretty right. decent team. For me at that, for me at that point, it's, it's, I care less about what particular bowl it is rather than, um, um, one, that they're actually going to a bowl game. You get the extra practices that go with the bowl game. Again, that gives you an opportunity for even more player development, especially on younger kids. But also, you know, really, 
in terms to answer your question, I care more about the uh, the matchup itself, right? I want to play somebody fun. I want to play somebody good. I don't care if that's USC, who whose offense is elite, but their defense is really bad. Um, I'm, I'm not really interested in a rematch with LSU. I don't think it's going to happen anyway. But if you end up playing somebody like Alabama, I would have been excited about Tennessee until uh, Hendon Hooker tours ACL, which is just awful. Really, really upsetting because the kid was so much fun to watch. Uh, so that kind of, you know, his injury kind of takes the, the shine off that matchup for me. Um, I would love to stomp Oregon. Can't stand them anymore. Uh, we got, who else we got? Penn State would be fun, right? There was oh, it seems like, it seems like, like you'd rather play one of those top 15 teams than playing UCF in Tampa or something like that. For sure. I mean, look, you could get best of both worlds, right? You could, you could play Utah, which is ranked 14th. And crush them because they're tiny up front on defense you could absolutely steamroll utah and get a top 15 win that would be a lot of fun so you kansas state kansas state would be a really fun so yes i would like to play somebody who is currently ranked ahead of florida state uh i think that would be a lot of fun uh let's see so we've covered oh man we covered pretty much we covered florida we covered the louisiana game um, I don't think, I think Florida State got out with any major injuries. I think uh, Jerry's Washington had come out for a minute there. And I think um, Micah. Oh uh, yeah. Micah Pittman is took a helmet to a knee. I think it was. I saw, Micah after, I saw Micah in street close after the game. He looked he seemed I mean, fine. He seemed fine. He seemed like he, he was happy just talking around, but obviously I don't know what happens when you put on the pads. So right. I don't think it's well, anything to know. It, it was possible that Florida State was being cautious. Again, we barely saw Johnny yeah. Wilson. Um, you know, one other play I want to point out, we talked a lot about Patrick Payton this year. Uh, I think he's poised to break out soon. Just needs to add maybe like 10, 15 pounds uh, more muscle. But he, man, he, fly, he keeps flashing every single week. And the other guy that people are talking about in our Nation Slack group was uh, Rodney Hill, right? They think Rodney Hill might, might um, kind of break out either between the bowl game or going into next season. So uh, like what do you up. think? Though? Look, right. Let me ask you this question, though, Max. Let me ask you this question. So let's say Florida State, it breaks the best possible way. Maybe you don't make the Orange Bowl, but you do make a really good bowl game, maybe even a New Year's Day game or something right around there, right? Do you think maybe, you know, you're losing Fabian Lovett, you're losing Cooper, you should return a lot of good guys, you're still going to be a good team, but you might be like kind of weak on the interior front unless you kind of get some transfers to fill that in. Do you think expectations could be, and I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I, I, I think this is such an interesting question. Do you think the expectations could be too high going into next year? I don't think they could be too high if you don't win 10 games. If you win 10 games, you're going to want another double-digit win season. Everyone's going to going to want kind of that and then a push towards a top 10, uh, kind of a top 10 team or, or just a top 10 consistent team. That's going to be pushing it too high. I think that's asking for a little too much from what Florida State was a year ago. I think that only happens if you win 10 games, which I think is going to happen. So that all depends on, on how consistent you think Florida state's going to be. And a lot of people have been asking me what next year looks like. And I keep saying the ball lies on, on Jordan Travis, right, Jordan right. Travis, whatever he decides to do. So I think expectations should be high if he comes back. 
Right. So I'm just curious. I, w- I kind of want to save the rest of that for like, you know, after the Florida game, we can look at the whole season uh, next week in, in totality. Um, I, I just do. thought it was an interesting question. I do think that expectations will be the, the pressure is going to be on. The expectations are going to be high for next season. And it's going to, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of going to be a little, they had a kind of a climb to use the word, but they've had this climb and I guess they just skipped a couple levels. So yeah. they, they might be at a point where this coaching staff didn't think, I mean, maybe uh, obviously that they, the coaching staff would say that they thought they would be here, but they, they might be at a, a state where the coaching staff didn't think that they were going to be kind of bringing in all these players or, or bringing in all these wins at this point right now. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I want to save the rest of this conversation. I will say though um, that, yeah, I agree with you. I had seven and five before the season. I think that this rebuild is uh, because of what's happened so far this season far ahead of schedule of where I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, yeah, I, I'm basically expecting no matter what happens with the Florida game or the bowl game uh, that the expectation next season going in will be because you clinched second place in the Atlantic will be to beat Clemson contend for the ACC uh, title. And maybe that should be the expectation, we, I, but I want to leave it there. Uh, again, exciting, exciting times. This has been a fun season. You got any last thoughts? I think, you get Jordan Travis back, you're supposed to win. I, I mean, I, I saw Florida, Florida State's home schedule next year. It's very, very poor. So they should – I mean, I know this is a lot. I, I'm going to be in another one of those high expectations, <laughs> I guess. I didn't want to do it. But they should go undefeated at home next year if you're healthy, wow. if, if, if things happen. I mean, I saw the schedule. I saw what it looks like. It doesn't, it doesn't look like many teams should be beating Florida State next year at home. That's what I keep telling uh, everybody that that falls on Jordan Travis. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think you're wrong, right? I don't think you're wrong. So this is this has been fun, man. Um, again, uh, Florida State faces uh, Florida Gators next Friday night, I believe, at seven thirty. Uh, looking forward to it, and uh, that's a wrap.